0: what's up everybody welcome to another episode of top of the list ryan and i coming at you with another review uh netflix film this time uh we're going to be bringing you one that is not halloween themed in the month of october but we felt that this was a recent release so we had to bring out the review the film we're going to be talking about here is going to be the trial of the chicago seven uh gotten a lot of buzz especially because i think it got a lot of great reviews on rotten tomatoes had a certified fresh score that's where it caught my eye at least and um to say the very least, Ryan, this is uh, a very uh, uh, film of the time that we're living in right yeah. now. Um, maybe you could kind of elaborate on that a little bit more, but I'm just going to start off by saying I really enjoyed this film.
1: Yeah, I think I was really looking forward to this film right in my wheelhouse. Definitely love uh, courtroom thrillers, courtroom dramas, if you call it, of course, um, 12 Angry Men comes to mind. I know you brought up, I haven't seen it yet. Um a Few Good Men as yeah. well. Um, you know, the certain true crime films as well. Some of my favorite scenes take place in the courthouse. Uh, most recently, uh, Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil, and Vile. Uh, love the courtroom scenes there. Uh, of course, big shout out to John Malkovich. I think the judge always makes these scenes. But anyway, sort of, sort of on a tangent there, sorry. No a um, Huge fan of this film. Um, but yes, definitely a film of our times. A film really... Uh, showing us a historical event that isn't, you know, taught in a traditional history class that's there to try and avoid us from repeating history. Um, You know, I think a lot of the themes that we see in the being silenced of these voices of the youth uh, trying to make their voices heard um, and, you know, is something that's being, uh reflected today in uh, a youth that maybe doesn't want to go out and vote and i I think the parallels there were clear. I think this was an important movie to be released at this point, but a powerful movie, even if it weren't released at this time. uh great to know a little bit more about this group, the Chicago Seven, and sort of the injustice that the justice system did to them uh i had nothing I had known nothing about this group uh before this Me film and Very happy to learn about him and done a lot of research on them since hearing about this film's release. A very interesting, interesting story. Horrendous story really makes you appalled at a so-called justice system.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think you really hit the nail on the head there. Uh, Really a great courtroom drama if uh, I've already put it in a genre of its own. Uh, I think that we should kind of maybe just start at the top with the positives we had in this film. Um, Written and directed by Aaron Sorkin, uh, same guy that wrote uh, A Few Good Men. And uh, if I'm not wrong, I think he also directed and wrote a, uh, The Social Network as well, which is a film you're a big fan of. I've Huge not fun, yet yeah. seen that film. Wow. Uh, okay, I need to I go check that one out. Uh, there,
1: there's some great, I wouldn't say courtroom scenes, but some great tense like, arbitration scenes in that film too. Uh, uh, yeah, you can definitely see – what sort of you know the intensity in these aaron sorkin films um you see it in the social network you see it here as you've told me i'm sure you see it in a few good men which i need to get that's on the top of my list to watch um so yeah definitely a a great great uh director uh definitely got to get into more of his films
0: all right yeah so uh my dad was a big fan so me and him uh uh, my dad's a big fan of Aaron, aaron sorkin even got to work with him a couple times on a couple occasions. He's very proud to tell me that, and uh, you know, so we me and him watched this one on my new TV, uh, Netflix original film. And I think I just got a, you know, maybe I'm a little biased because I just got a new TV that can, you know, show this in the beautiful Dolby Vision 4K. Um, I'm not, I guess I am kind of boasting a little bit, but I've been waiting for a TV for the last five years, and I finally had enough money to get one. But uh, yeah, so that kind of leads me into cinematography. Uh, definitely a bright spot in this movie. But I do have to say, this is one of the ones where I could go either way. I feel like the first half of this movie, the direction and cinematography didn't do anything to blow me away. But once we went on in the film and the emotional level got higher, I think that also the cinematography and direction followed in suit with the higher levels of emotions. But I think that my, my main knock against this one is the beginning of the film, you know, the high energy start where you get to see where everyone is before the actual what becomes a riot. But it start off, starts off as a peaceful protest event, uh, obviously. But um, I, I like how they, they showed everybody setting it up. And then you see the title card, Trial of the Chicago 7. It's after that title card where I feel like there's a lot of exposition, a lot of names yeah. of people that you don't necessarily know unless you're a giant history buff being thrown at you on the screen, Right. And Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of the negative for me. So, you know, without mincing my words more, I'm going to give this one an eight and a half. Uh, Couldn't give it the nine. Amazing. Or I I guess the way I like to characterize nine and above, it's a must-see. I think this is a must-see for some people, but um, not for those who aren't necessarily history buffs. Like, I think you said your girlfriend, Caitlin, not necessarily a history buff, but she was still able to enjoy this one, which is why I do give this an eight and a half.
1: Yeah, I I think you know, because of what Aaron Sorkin did with a story that, you know, in whatever history books it's been demonstrated has been short and probably somewhat bland uh, to make it the thriller it was, is what puts this film, for me, at a nine nine out of ten. The combination of Aaron Sorkin and the casting job is incredible in this film. You go up and down this cast, uh, I mean, so many incredible performances, and we'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, I also do like the cinematography. I think it's a little simple at least in the courtroom yeah. scenes you don't have to do much right uh, but then i love the intercuts with uh you know what was going on in you know the riot and then circling back to whoever's on the witness stand or even you know the point there's some great scenes at the riots that they actually interlay uh actual footage of that those was riots a, that i yeah, yeah i love when films are able to establish that and capture that powerful scene because that's that was that really powerful see yeah
0: yeah and it added a lot of emotions to that too and you know when you see those actual uh footage intercut into those scenes uh i was like okay yeah this is what's making this a, a step above what you're they could have done you know they went far and above to get the actual footage which i did really appreciate and the other thing i'm glad you kind of brought up uh i i like that they withheld showing the protests and the riots until basically the third act of the film right if i'm not mistaken
1: yeah very true
0: yeah um,
1: yeah we did not see anything of the riots until we are at like day because we we flashed through i think the trial was in total about 151 days we don't see anything of the riots until about day 60 into the trial
0: right right yeah i i think that was that was pretty smart to do um uh, I was a little confused though, and uh, one part, Ryan, maybe you can clarify the bit for me. Is you know, there's those two separate uh, riots where they're marching, and then they kind of get boxed in and have to go back to the park, and then there's that big altercation at the park. Right. But then there's also the riot at night when um, I think it's his name is Renee, uh, right? Tom Warren's friend, if I'm not mistaken, is Renee, and he gets. Hitting the head with the club because he's trying to get the guy down from the pole. Do you remember that part?
1: Yes, yes. Yeah. So that's, and then that's uh, also
0: part of the riot too. So that was a little confusing as far as the time frame of that for me.
1: Right. So the the initial riot is when uh, when Tom Hayden they're they're marching to when after Tom Hayden is arrested for for siphoning the air out of the tires um, when they're going to march to bail him out, but the police show up in riot gear and they come back to the park and they storm the hill. Right. The second is later on in this event, if it, this is my understanding, the night of the actual Democratic National Convention. Okay. Which is, you know, after the event, Tom Hayden's out when they're speaking and then he sees Rennie Davis get his head beat in and goes and gives the famous line, which, you know, is a quote attributed to him. You know, if the blood's going to run or something about letting, let the blood run through the streets. If the yeah. blood's going to flow, let the blood flow through the streets.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. That's the, really, I think it was a powerful line to see this guy that, you know, in Tom Hayden um, kind of mild mannered throughout the first uh, two, like I'd say the half, the first half of the movie, mild mannered, you know, he's the most restraintful in those courtroom scenes, but to see, for me, it was a big shock to see the tape play where he's the one that actually incited the riot that, and you discover that, um, you know, whether. I don't know. I don't know if you can say that. I think he did. I, you know, you you see the the footage of him actually, you know, shouting at the crowd, right? Here well, is here say? is
1: the I mean this this is the big controversy of the Chicago 7 though. I I can't say that anyone of that group incited the riot. Right, I mean as far as I'm concerned this riot it was clear a peaceful protest. There's going to
0: be blood in the streets, let the blood well, flow.
1: What what do you think about Abby Hoffman's uh, response to that? Because I think that's a big turning point we see for Tom Hayden's character played by Eddie Redmayne, but also a big turning point we see for Abby Hoffman's character played by uh, Sacha Baron Cohen, where yeah. he comes out and says, I've heard everything you speak. Every, every time you speak, I've heard it. You know, I know you sometimes mix these pronouns and I understand what you are saying you weren't saying let us make the blood run through the streets. It was let, if our blood is going to flow, let it flow through the streets. Meaning if we're going to be continue to be beaten by the police, uh, let the whole world see, you know, which circles us back to the main point of the film. The whole world is watching.
0: Yeah. 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 And, uh, I think, I think, you know, you make a a fair point there. I think maybe I didn't kind of connect that. That was a little part that I was fuzzy on. I'm glad you were able to clarify that for me. Um, so you know, we kind of touched on uh, Eddie Redmain's Ed Re- performance in this. Uh, did a really great job, especially there at the end, where he's reading off the names. Very powerful at the end. But yeah. I think the standout in this one for me was actually Sasha Baron Cohen. And, uh, uh, you know, Cohen. Yeah.
1: I you know I cannot point one finger at a standout in at one single standout performance in this film. Because okay. there were there were so many. I mean, yeah. of course, I thought the the chemistry or you know lack thereof, but the the screen presence between Abby Hoffman, played by Sasha Baron Cohen, and uh, Hayden, played by uh, uh, played by Eddie Redmayne, was incredible. On top of that, I love the performance given by uh, by Jeremy Strong as uh, as Jerry Rubin. I thought yeah. he was awesome. Perfectly embodied, you know, that sort of Abby Hoffman follower sort of, you know crazy hippie you know peace love and freedom for everyone I thought he did a great job I really like John Carroll Lynch's performance as well as David Dellinger I think he didn't have a huge role in the in the film but seeing him transition from you know like you said I'm a boy scout troop leader to him punching the bailiff I that thought was that a was great awesome scene. he's yeah, really great
0: in uh this one specific episode of The Walking mm-hmm. Dead I thought he was really great and, and i just reminded me of that great performance in this film very similar to that episode i saw him in the walking dead um yeah,
1: i, I yeah. also want to give props to a, a you know a huge performance in fact i would say my favorite performance in this okay. film uh given by and I, I apologize if i butcher his name is it yeah. yaya abdul mateen Second?
0: i don't even want to try <laughs>
1: okay yeah well, yeah playing, I know, playing you know bobby what seal mm-hmm. i thought his role was incredible uh, of course uh not a member of, I guess we should first of all say spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen it. Um, you've heard our scores. So please yeah. go and watch it now. This is where I'll the- put spoiler
0: in the title so yeah. people know Great. when they click on Great. it.
1: Um, yeah. Playing Bobby seal. Um, of course, for those who don't know, was not a member of the Chicago seven, but was in Chicago at the same time speaking at a black Panther rally and was then put on the sta- put on trial with the other seven uh, defendants, even though he wasn't really part of them. And I thought his performance was outstanding.
0: And um, and how heartbreaking yeah. and how, how hard was it to watch when he walked out into the courtroom in handcuffs and in the gag, and geez, that was that was very hard to watch for me. You know, I think if you're gonna watch one scene in this movie, you got to watch that. That is just heartbreaking to watch. What what'd you think about that?
1: Absolutely, and it's you know it it quite literally happened to uh, Bobby Seal. Yeah, but. I mean, unfortunately, being completely honest in today's society, that is metaphorically happening to so many uh, African-Americans in this country, people of color in this country. And, you know, it's important as sickening and disgusting it is to watch that, to know that even though, you know, this is not literally happening, and in some cases it quite literally is happening. But even if it when it's figuratively happening, that there's no justice uh, for that group of people in this country. Uh, yeah. it's it's sickening and it needs to be put on screen and shown for people who, who don't believe that, you know, or that do believe that everyone is given an equal shot in this country and especially in this justice system.
0: Yeah. And quick, quick shout out for the gentleman that plays Bobby. Seal. like, I don't even want to try to pronounce his name, but uh, he was in one of my favorite TV episodes of all time. I didn't, I know I'm late to the party, but I just recently, like in this last month, I watched Watchmen on HBO and, I think it's episode eight or nine in the show, but he plays, uh, major, major spoilers for Watchmen if you haven't seen it, but he plays Dr. Manhattan and you don't know he's Dr. Manhattan until like the end of the show. And oh my God, he is so fantastic. That was like his breakout role, I feel. And then like, he just translated that into this film as well. But, um, I think uh, I wanted to just kind of bring something, another actor's performance to your attention, Ryan. Yeah,
1: I, I had a few okay. more to that list, but I'm sure oh. you're going to check them off right here.
0: Okay, awesome. I mean, yeah. I, I maybe uh, cover the ones I don't, but the, the the big one that came to mind for me, who I did not know was in this movie, a big, big reveal, which I thought was fantastic, uh, Michael Keaton. Yeah. He's he's great in this movie, I think, and I didn't know that he was going to be in this movie, and I think the way the director handled the reveal was uh, excellent 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 direction um yeah so what do you yeah. think about that
1: i mean michael keaton's great in everything i love michael yeah. keaton as an actor yeah. um and i think he embodied the role of ram ramsey clark right the former Correct. the 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 attorney general under lyndon baines johnson LBJ. and now we have yeah and now we have you know the the attorney general of richard nixon who's prosecuting which Mitchell, yeah which which makes no sense mind you you know if you look back <laughs> in history this event happened in the Johnson administration, why would the Nixon administration be handling this? Whatever, I digress. Uh, but I thought he was fantastic. I thought, uh, you know, I'm sure Ramsey Clark, you know, knowing that he was sort of a uh, hearing and reading about him, that he was somewhat of a, a loudmouth, you know, Texan attorney general, and you know, what he did, you know, he turned in his resignation an hour before he had to step down. I'm sure it was probably, uh, you know, very to character. And yeah. I, you know, I loved how Michael Keaton played it. It was a great performance from a great actor.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And then, uh, what, any other performances for you yeah, that were I have, noteworthy?
1: I have two more. Uh, okay. Mark Rylance.
0: Okay. Who played, who you
1: play? uh, he played William Kunstler, the, uh, the defense attorney.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. i
1: thought he was fantastic uh for his scenes in court you know sort of calling and then i want to give you know another shout out to franklin Jella, who's our true villain in this film if you can say there's a villain yeah. as our crooked judge but the back and forth between those two i thought was fantastic you know this guy truly you know in franklin Jella playing our judge abusing his power and the counselor uh or I guess the defense attorney's name Kunstler. I, it took me a while to figure that out. I thought he yeah. was saying like Mister Counselor the whole time. Yeah, and, Kunstler, um, Yeah. Yes, but him calling him on his bullshit. You know what they say at the end of the film: he, twenty-six counts of contempt of <laughs> the court. Um, I thought, you know, that's awesome. That's a badass lawyer right there, who's not going to take any bullshit from a crooked, crooked judge. Uh, and I loved his performance, Mark Rylance in the role of William Kunstler. Um, My last, you know, I thought they were good moments of uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt just showing that he was human as the prosecutor in this case. An
0: understated performance is the way I would characterize it from Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I've seen him go off the rails. I've seen him have some amazing performances. And, yeah. um, you know, people don't talk about his performance in The Dark Right, Dark Knight Rises yeah. enough. I think he's so great in that movie. But, uh, yeah, an understated performance in this film. But he delivered, I think.
1: Yeah, I would have liked to have seen him a little bit more on screen. We didn't get much of his character besides the, you know, when something crooked would happen in the trial, he you'd get this, like, concerned look on his face. Um, and then you have that great scene where he and Abby Hoffman run into each other when he's with his daughters in the park, yeah. where you get that conversation between the two of them, and you get to see, you know, sort of his... I, I would say that's almost a turning point where, you know, he's calling Abby Hoffman out, but he's... Uh, you know, he's sort of contemplating his own words. Yeah. Uh, But I just, you know, I would have liked to have seen a little bit more of him. I understand it was a long movie as is, I believe it was about two and a half hours. Yeah. Uh, So, you know, you can't jam everything into a film, but obviously, you know, a few tiny knocks on this that hold it back from a 10. I give this a nine out of 10. Powerful film, powerful scenes from the opening sequence. Yeah. The opening sequence where you really see the, the planning of this peaceful gathering to, the the scenes uh, in the courtroom, the scenes of the riots happening. And then of course, at the end, um, you know, you get that huge standout moment. You have the judge sort of petting the head of, uh, of Hayden's character um, saying, you know, you've been re- the only one who's shown respect to this court. Please keep this brief. And he gets up and reads all 5,000 names. And then at the end of, you know, I think the most powerful thing at the very end of the film, the screen cuts to black and you hear, the crowd chant the whole world is watching and then we yeah, go to the credits cool. powerful very yeah. powerful stuff especially as pertinent as it as it is to these times with the election coming up
0: yeah and i think i want to also say what my favorite line in the film was yeah. comes from sasha baron uh, I, I i keep messing up this guy's name but uh abby hoffman's yeah. character says uh you know he's telling them about uh how do you uh lincoln talks about you know how do you dismember the yeah. government and everything? that and he says you know well how do we, how do we do that and he's like oh we, we do it every four years and i thought that was a really great uh oh, line in itself very yeah. thought-provoking and i think we should take this last a- a- end of the show ryan to just you know you and i, I- i'm 23 ryan you're uh did you turn 23 no you're about 22. to turn 23 yeah. uh, that's almost month. ryan's birthday next month damn i'm a terrible best friend <laughs> <laughs> but yeah let's let's take the time now hey if you're above the age 18, if you're 18 or above, guys, election's coming up. Go out there and vote. Ryan and I are voting. So, you know, if, if it takes a recommendation from us to get you out there, go right ahead. Go out there and vote. It's very, very important. You know, Ryan, maybe you kind of can kind of explain what happened to you in the 2016 election. That's kind of the reason why you were convincing me when we talked on the phone earlier. You said that. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 2016 election. You know, that was my first election. Uh, let, me, let me make sure that's correct. Yeah. yeah so 2016 was the first election that I was 18 and first presidential election correct, yeah. I was able to vote in. Uh, and I, you know, uh, without getting too political into this, I, I thought the election had been decided. Uh, so I didn't really pay attention to, you know, any any debates, any news topics. I, I knew who I was going to vote for. And I thought it was, you know, a sure thing. And uh, like, for many people, that's that's not how the uh, election turned out. So I, I think it's extremely important now, and you know I have seen that and I'm learning from the errors of my ways to educate yourself to know what's going on in, in the world right now, uh, and you know to vote. Uh, for those of you, hopefully everyone out there is over the age of 18. Uh, I hope you've registered. I believe the re- registration deadline was now yesterday here in the state of California to vote, but it couldn't be easier to vote right now. Uh, whether you're voting by mail. Voting in person, uh, you know, polling places are opening up early. You know, we can't stress it enough, no matter how you vote. You know, we don't want to necessarily make a political statement here. Everyone has a right to vote for who they want to vote. But just to vote, as, you know, Abby Hoffman put it, that's our civil duty as American citizens to get out to vote. If we disagree with our government, that is our way to change. Have your voice heard. Go out and vote uh, by the second two or the first Tuesday of November, that's coming up now in two weeks. Yeah. Go out and vote guys.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I, uh, you know, I'm guilty, charge me guilty, you know, getting me, send me mean comments or whatever, but in the 2016 election, I didn't vote. Uh, and I think I regret that a lot. And, you know, that's why this year I'm making a big point of like, uh, I had Ryan send me a lot of the, uh, propositions so I could read up on that. So I know which one, which way to vote, uh, you know, so that way I could form my own opinion and everything. And, you know, I'm, I really want to take it serious, this, seriously this year and I hope everyone else does as well. So, uh, trying to amend that, uh, mistake I made back in 2016 this year. But, uh, with that said, I think that we're both going to give you guys a recommend to check out the trial of the Chicago, Chicago seven on Netflix. Uh, I know we do a lot of Netflix reviews, but we do have, uh, some other reviews coming your way. Um, some of them aren't on Netflix. Some of them are, but, uh, yeah, so go check this one out. Eight and a half yep. for me, nine for Ryan, uh, uh go want to go ahead and take us out Ryan tell them where yeah, they can well there, there
1: was just one more thing I wanted to add I just noticed this when I was looking up Aaron Sorkin um with the world series going on any baseball fans out there I know we've done a couple of baseball episodes another great Aaron Sorkin movie if you're not into the courtroom dramas but you want the intensity and it's now on Netflix uh yeah. came out on Netflix uh Moneyball as yeah. well so if you're not into the courtroom dramas you're more of a sports guy or, or a sports fan out there uh and you want to see this intense you know scenes of you know meetings and whatnot you know Moneyball a great look. If you're not thinking about, Oh, you know, I don't really, I'm not really interested in Chicago seven, definitely given the uh, recommendation there, but also Moneyball a great Aaron Sorkin film, but uh, you know, that'll wrap it up for this episode of top of the list. Thanks for tuning in guys. Uh, be sure to like, follow, subscribe. Uh, if you're listening on Apple podcasts, give us a five-star review. And let us know what you think uh, or what you thought after watching the trial of the Chicago seven, still new on Netflix. So I know. Uh, not many people have gotten a chance to watch it so if you haven't watched it yet definitely go watch it then drop us uh in the comments what your score is what you thought you know what you think of our thoughts um and last thing you know guys just remember to go out and vote dom take us out
0: yeah absolutely do everything ryan said you could follow me on instagram and twitter at dom gonzalez 48 that's d-o-m-g-o-n-z-a-l-e-s at or 48 and that's instagram and twitter and rb did you say your handles yet
1: no so instagram i'm rb uh underscore the underscore sid. sorry i had to think about that <laughs> no you're Twitter, good it's at rb with the call uh yep. so feel free to hit me up let me know what you think or let us know what you think and uh you know pitch us some ideas you know what do you want to see us review please we're always uh, looking for new content new ideas uh new suggestions as well anything that we haven't seen i would love the suggestions from the fans
0: absolutely and stay tuned for more halloween reviews coming at you soon we'll catch you guys then later
1: see ya